Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. I am Gary Seegers, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE if you're not already. Uh, we will have Chris in in just a minute. Normally, we discuss a lot of topics and whatnot, but today we're just diving into college football. We're not going to discuss any of the new stuff. Uh, next week, at some point, we are going to hit on the CFP, saying that they've got time to come up with a new plan. Uh, the National Labor Relations Board says that college football players are employees. That is going to change a lot of stuff. Might try and hit on that on Sunday. But uh, but we got a pretty long show today as it is with a bunch of different picks. And we're going to preview the week five slate of the college football season. So uh, with that said, let me go ahead and give you the rundown and whatnot before we bring Chris in. You guys need to go and check out winningcureseverything.com. That is your one-stop shop for everything that has to do with us. So go ahead and dive into it. All of our podcasts, all of our videos, the shows that we are on, of course, I host a show for BetUS, the BetUS College Football Show, and Chris hosts the SBR College Football Show. You can find all of that over at winningcureseverything.com, or you can just click the links in the description if you want to see those other shows as well. Uh, very easy to do. It's in the podcast description and in the YouTube description. Sign up, or not sign up, but go ahead and subscribe to both of those. Leave a nice five-star review for us over on the podcast. Uh, with that said, the show is brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. My friends, sign up with the promo code NCAAF2021. You're going to get a 125% deposit bonus. Very easy to do. Go ahead and knock that out. It's up to $2,500. I mean, that's just an insane deal. Insane deal. I can't even stress it enough. Um, but yes, go and sign up at BetUS, where the game begins. Let's go ahead, and we're going to go ahead and bring Chris into the fold. College football week five preview. Of course, the show always brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. You can sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021. It's in the description. Go ahead and click that link. It'll actually put the promo code in there for you, but it gives you 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. Chris, my brother, it is, uh, it is good to get you in here to talk some college football. Why don't we discuss the preview for, uh, for this weekend before we get into our pick and all that good stuff, but the preview... Of course, I always want to ask you a few questions about the weekend coming up. Tell me this. What is the best game this weekend? I, I think it's your game. I think it's Alabama uh, Ole Miss. Last so. year, that yeah. weekend, it was the best game. Um, I don't foresee it being a whole lot different. I think both these defenses are better than they were are better than they were last year. But but I don't know that they're great. I think these offenses are great. I think the offensive minds that are running these teams are great. And I think we're going to see a bunch of points. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so as well. I, I, I will tell you this. The reason I've got it as the best game is because I think it will be the most entertaining. 
And that's not just because yeah. of scoring and everything else, but I think the volatility involved in this game, you're going to have two coaches that are willing to take risks in order to win this game. And that's why you can see Ole Miss winning the game outright, or you can see Alabama winning by three touchdowns. Like there's any different number of outcomes that you can get from this because you are going to have guys like Ole Miss is, let me get this straight. I think Ole Miss is like number six in the country in third down conversion percentage, and Alabama is not great at it. So Ole Miss is going to feel a lot better about taking shots early downs and then, of course, coming in later on and just being able to clean it up if they need to. Like it, it, They feel like they can move the ball on this Alabama defense, and I don't blame them. Alabama feels like, and, and of course, there is the storyline of last year, Saban and that bunch accusing Kiffin of sign stealing. Is that going to change anything this year? I mean, it's the storylines are unbelievable with this game. So I, I think that this is absolutely the best game of the weekend. You've also got Cincinnati and Notre Dame, which storylines abound in that one as well. Brian Kelly, of course, used to coach at Cincinnati. Uh, Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, coached at Cincinnati just last year with this entire bunch. It, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. Who knows what to make of it? And, uh, and then, of course, Arkansas and Georgia. Arkansas dealing with some some beat-up guys. They've been through the ringer a little bit with that schedule, but um, who knows? I mean, I, Georgia hadn't really played anybody outside of Clemson, and, and Clemson was able to slow their offense down. So if Arkansas has got a good enough defense, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. Who has the most to gain this weekend? So I, I hate sticking with the same game, but I think I think Dwayne Gibson has the most to gain. I think that I think that might be the right answer. That might be the right if answer. If they win this game, if they win this game, they're, they're not going to go from 13th to 8th. They should go from 13th to 2nd in the country if Georgia wins. And if Georgia loses, they should be the number one team in the country and nobody has an argument for why they should. They will have the best resume. It will not be close. They will be, the. I think, they're the second or third best team in the country right now already. But you know me. I hate preseason rankings because it takes all of the preseason rankings biases into it, and you're trying to justify why you got to jump somebody, and I don't think they should have jumped anybody. I think if we don't rank anybody until week four, which was last week, and we just look at all the teams that are top five teams to begin with. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I've got a couple other ones for most to gain here. Uh, I think Kentucky against Florida. Uh, Kentucky has... It'd be big. It, yeah, It'd be that, huge. It'd be a massive, massive spot. Uh, which could also put Florida on the most-to-lose list, but I'm, I'm not going to put them there just yet. Uh, Kentucky, if they get this win at home, they have been hyping up this new offensive coordinator, this new offensive scheme. They're throwing the ball around. They can still rely on the run with Chris Rodriguez and that bunch, but Will Levis throwing it around to uh, to Robinson and all those, those weapons that they've got. There's a, a chance that they and their defense could slow down Florida's offense just enough to be able to sneak out a win at home. And if they do that, of course, you're looking at... You're starting to think about SEC East Championship. If if you can get this one done, uh, you play Georgia a little later in the year, you have gone toe-to-toe with them in the past, even if, you know, you have not been as good and your roster is not as good. But you feel like you might be able to sneak this one out? Well, then you can certainly sneak one out against Georgia, or at least you feel like it. Uh, so Kentucky with that one, and I've got Texas against TCU. If you can get that monkey off your back... That, that Gary Patterson has has been on the Longhorns' back for so, so long. Um, even last year, I mean, it, it, Texas lost, you know, 31-33 to, thir- uh, to them in Austin. 
and and should have won the game. And it's been like that multiple times. It's just a weird spot with them. TCU puts everything into that game every year. Uh, but if Texas can win that one, hey, you can start writing off the Arkansas thing as, hey, you know what? We didn't have the right quarterback. Now we got the right quarterback. Everything looks good. So it, we'll, we'll see All about right. that. So, so, hang on. So I, I want to address something. It, is it going to be you or me that's responsible for reminding us next year, the week before TCU plays Texas, bet bet against them, lay the points, or, or take the points and bet against them? Um... I don't know. I don't know that they have won the game the week before they played Texas. And if they have won in the past, they haven't covered. They've looked terrible every year the week before. I've gone back and looked at it. Almost every week before they played Texas, they look like crap. And then they, they get this monster number against Texas, or a bigger number than probably what they should get because the last time you saw them on the football field, they looked like garbage. And, and, then, they, and then they beat Texas straight up. Like, yeah, like, can yeah. we please make a mental note that no matter who they play, if they got UConn the week before, we're betting UConn, damn it. Well, I mean, if, if you remember, I did bet SMU last week. <laughs> I know that, but you didn't do it because of this. No, it wasn't you because, did it of, because that. of you, you did it because of logic and reasoning. Let's not throw that crap out of the window, okay? Oh yeah, logic and reasoning does not matter in this match. As a matter of fact, that's that's what's going to open up our pick'em. Uh, so we'll we'll jump off that game for just a minute. And we'll talk a little <laughs> more about it momentarily, but uh. But the most to lose, I, I will go on and open with this. I think Oregon against Stanford has the most to lose. Oregon has not looked like, you know, a top five team other than against Ohio State. And even then, it was only for about, what, three quarters maybe? Um, and they didn't do anything ultra impressive. They just figured out what Ohio State couldn't stop and just ran it over and over. And eventually, the clock ran out on Ohio State. If Oregon loses this game to Stanford, that's their gimme. That's it. That's all they got. And and then you start to lose a lot of uh, public faith in, in the Ducks. So I I think that Oregon might be the team with the most to lose this weekend. So I'm, I'm trying to stay away from just the same big games. Also, the most to win, obviously, could be Cincinnati because if we have chaos, if for some reason Alabama finds himself with a loss and, and nobody wants to put him in the playoff, Clemson, and Ohio State somehow get taken out of this mix and Penn State and, and, and Iowa beat themselves up and knock themselves out of it, Penn State's got a shot to make the playoffs, okay? So that's a that's a one to win. Um the the most to lose I there's a world like I don't think Georgia's gonna lose, but I think if Georgia loses to Arkansas, I think it's a big deal. Because now we look at the resume and we say, Who've you beaten? Because Clemson could end up with this thing with four losses. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Like, who the hell have you beaten on your schedule? And if the East begins to cannibalize itself, now the only good team you played from the West, you know, just beat you. Yeah. And, and I think I think that could hurt them pretty bad. Kirby Smart's always due for a, for a big loss in the middle of the season, but usually it comes at the hands of somebody that, you know, a 20-point dog to them. Well, lo and behold, there's a damn 19-point number, okay? Like, it's an undefeated team on the other side. And everybody thinks they're pretty good, but but for some reason the the, the books don't. So I think I think they've got a hell of a lot to lose. The other team with with the quarterback for Kansas State being out, I don't think they can lose. But it's it's Oklahoma. If Oklahoma loses Kansas State, especially without their starting quarterback, I, I think that's a damn shame. They should fall like a rock. This cannot be a situation where they just fall up some points. They they need to, they need to drop. They need to drop like a hammer. 
because yeah. they have not looked impressive at all a single week this year. Uh, Texas A&M, I've got as another one for most to lose. Uh, as Ooh, far as, as, damn, far as you're right. their, if Mississippi State goes in there yeah. and beats them, woo! Oh, right. think think about that fan base. Like, don't I'm not worried about national uh, perception, anything like that. What I'm thinking is Jimbo just signed this massive contract extension right before the season started. He gets into conference play. Yeah, he lost his quarterback, but my gosh, you should be able to beat, you know, Mississippi State. Arkansas is a lot better than anybody expected, but you lose at home to Mississippi State on a Saturday night the week before Alabama comes in. Uh, yeah. You're sitting at three and two, and, and you may not be ranked. I mean, it's like you got the CBS primetime game next week, and that, that could be a massive one. Uh, for playoff sleepers, I got a couple of options. Do you have any, or, or you want me to jump in first? Well, I mean, I guess I'm not a sleeper at Cincinnati. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the answer. Well, what, um, what, what about, think, hold on, what about the other side of that matchup? Notre Dame, I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> Notre Dame could be a playoff sleeper because a lot of people picked them to not be pretty good this year. I told you I thought they were going to be just fine. Now, they're not as good as they were last year, but they beat Cincinnati. They're still undefeated, and and you know I, I I definitely think the I was worried about Wisconsin. They got through Wisconsin. I was worried about Cincinnati. If they get through Cincinnati, we were worried about uh, you know North Carolina at one point in time. They got them right on schedule. Uh, don't know that I'm worried about that anymore. Like there's a couple of these ACC teams that, that they got on schedule that don't scare me as much as they they used to. Oh, I, I certainly agree. I agree 100. percent And you know what I like about Notre Dame right now. Everybody's looking at these numbers, you know these these efficiency numbers for Notre Dame. But if you'll go back and watch what they've done, Marcus Freeman has not played really the same defense in any game. He has adapted his nope. defense to fit every single opponent, and it takes a lot of uh, a lot of effort to be able oh, to do that. And you got to be super smart. I'm telling you, there's there's one man on the planet that does that, and that name is Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, he's the he's the only person alive coaching football that changes his game plan one hundred percent week in and week out. Yeah, this is this is very interesting. What what Notre um, Dame's doing defensively is very impressive. Oh, very, very much so. Very impressive. Even even if the efficiency numbers don't say that it is, it is still incredibly impressive for what they are getting accomplished. I mean, it's just unreal. Like they they've legit got anybody, a chance. If to anybody win. you think. If anybody you think has the, the 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 cheat code to try to slow down Desmond Ritter and 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 this run game for Notre Dame uh, for uh, Cincinnati, I, I think it's him, right? I mean, oh, he's got to know he's got to know that team inside and out. Yes, hundred percent. He knows all the weaknesses. He knows where the bodies are buried in Cincinnati for sure. Um, let's see. The other one that I've got here is uh, is Texas as a playoff sleeper. Everybody kind of wrote him off when they lost uh, to Arkansas. But they made that quarterback change late in that Arkansas game, and Casey Thompson took him down the field a couple of times and was really having success once the game was already well in hand for the Hogs. But they have looked unbelievable on offense. Casey Thompson is running Steve Sarkeesian's offense perfectly. I mean, just to perfection right now. If they do it again against TCU and they start rolling through, remember we got uh, Red River next week? We got all kind of stuff. I, if they can get through... This week against TCU and next week against Oklahoma, yeah, there's other teams that could beat them in the Big 12. But I think at that point you got to be the Big 12 favorite, and you got a chance to to get back into the playoff conversation, even if you are Texas and we don't expect it out of you, right? Man, I don't know. I'm not getting. 
a lot of crap got to go bad for you to get me to agree to a one loss Big Twelve title right now. Oh, I understand. I mean, I mean, I mean, I need a lot to go bad. Well, I will tell you this: I talked last week about Baylor as a playoff sleeper, and and they got the upset over Iowa State. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Texas. They've got a lot of talent. They've got, I mean, it takes a lot for a first year coach to that get everybody. Lost to Arkansas was bad though, man. That oh, lost it, to Arkansas was real bad. It was, but if you can blame they, that they away, they need Arkansas to have a. They need Arkansas to have a. They need Arkansas to beat Georgia. So that loss doesn't look so bad. Yeah, but the, the, you can you can blame it away on a freshman quarterback, right? Now you can find a way to blame that thing away, and it, it's excuse making for sure. But, and I'm not making the excuse for them. That's what they will say. And there's there's a world in which you can get Oregon beat because they haven't looked like world beaters. Uh, you can find a way back into this playoff conversation for sure. So that's uh my two sleepers there were Notre Dame and Texas this year, which under normal circumstances would not be sleepers, but both of these are ranked outside of the top ten. You know, I'd uh. Yeah, I, I think, well, I'm a t- I mean, I, I guess my sleeper, I don't see him as a sleeper because I think they're improperly ranked to begin with. That's Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is, is the third best team in, in the country. And I mean, not Notre Dame, sorry, Ole Miss. I think they're the third best team in the country, Gary. Yes. And, and that's why I don't, I don't know how to call them a sleeper because I don't think they're a sleeper. I think the rest of the country just refuses to give them the credit that they deserve because they still see Lane Kiffin. I mean, you heard the Mike Wilbon rant. They, oh, yeah. they forget that a decade has gone by, you know? They oh, forget yeah. that 10 years has gone by. And and, and, and and so they still judge him for stuff he did with the Raiders. God, that was like 15 years ago, man. Yes. Yes, it's just so, it's unreal. So, I mean, what do you do? Like, they still see Ole Miss as a little old Ole Miss Michigan program. You know, they're, they're, they're a little old fun team. Sometimes in the West they give Alabama problems. But other than that, they're not a threat to anybody. And that's just wrong. It's just, it's just wrong. Yeah, no, you, gotta you're stop right. It. Uh, There's zero chance there are 13 teams in the country better than them. Uh, I, bet, Vegas, I bet the books. Yeah, I bet the books would have them favored over all but four of those teams on a neutral site field right now today. Vegas has them power rated uh, number five or number six in the country. Bam, that's exactly what I thought. They'd yeah. be, they'd be a top five team in Vegas books. They, they would be favored over everybody but maybe four teams. And that's it. And I'll tell you this, I'll take them sprinkled with a little bit of money line against all four of those teams right now. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, – I'm with you. I'm with you, 100%. So that's – I guess that's my sleeper if you're talking about a team that's ranked 13th in the country. I just think that ranking it's, is it's not a bad, dead wrong. It's not a bad sleeper. Uh, after Alabama, they've got Arkansas next. You know, they still got to play Liberty. they got to play LSU, Auburn. Like, their entire schedule is still in front of them. But a lot of these teams, not as scary as they looked when it was just a name on a piece of paper early in the season, right? That's right. All right, man. You ready to jump into the Pick'em Contest? Let's go. Let's do it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. College football, week five, off the radar pick 'em. And this is brought to you by, of course, BetUS, where the game begins. Use the promo code NCAAF2021. There is a link in the description. You can click that. It'll put the promo code in there for you. But it's going to give you 125% deposit bonus. So go ahead and sign up. It's up to $2,500. So you need to sign up today and take advantage of this deal. I don't know how long it's going to be around. The records thus far, I am 20-18 and 18 on the season. Chris is 13-25. and 25. Uh, Chris went four and seven last week. I went six and five. And let's start off with, uh, you know what? Let's go down to Texas. Texas going to TCU. TCU, a five-point home dog, total of 65 here. Uh, it's a 12 p.m. Eastern time kick. And Chris, last year, TCU, of course, gets the win in Austin, 33-31. to 31. TCU, however, on defense this year, just atrocious. Uh, the Horn Frogs seven and three straight up and against the spread in their last ten against Texas. They have had Texas's number forever. I mean, just as long as they've been in the Big Twelve, they have been able to take it to the Longhorns, and they take great pride in destroying that bunch. Steve Sarkeesian, of course, the new coach. Um, man, I'm <laughs> I'm going to go against every betting trend, every trend in this series. I'm going to take Texas minus the five here. I'll probably regret it later, but look, TCU number 125 in EPA per play defense. Everything that Texas does well on offense, which is run Bijan Robinson and throw the ball deep, those are the two things that TCU cannot defend. Now, within a week, can they find a way to, to shore that up? Because the same issue, remember this TCU defense gave up 32 points to Cal. Cal does not score in the 30s. And yet they did at TCU. So I, while, while every trend is telling me to take TCU, man, I'm going to take Texas here and, and trust that this offense with Casey Thompson is rocking and rolling. Who uh, who you rolling with? I'm going with Gary Bash. I'm going with the, the, the trend. Go with the Horn Frogs. I'm going with the voodoo, man. Listen, look, you use analytics. You use your brain. That's fine. That's not fun. That's not fun. That's fun. And, and I'm going to roll with the guy that I want to roll with. Nobody, listen. Uh, 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 Dan Wessel, Pat Forty, Pete Thamel brought us some. Listen, there's not a man alive that can hike his britches up the way Gary Patterson hikes his britches up and gets ready <laughs> for a coaching call. Okay, nobody alive. There's not a man alive that can do that. I'm going with that man right there. I, that, I can and understand that. Some up a pants leg. No, you, you're not wrong. You are not wrong about that, my friend. Uh, it it does scare me because, of course, we saw the record seven and three. Against the spread, straight up one, straight up last year in Austin. It's, 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 I would like, say it's like clockwork. He plays like crap the week before Texas, and they play like world beaters the week of. I I can't explain that. I don't know anything about that because their opponent changes all the time. Sometimes it's a good opponent, sometimes it's a terrible opponent. It doesn't matter. They play like trash the week before Texas, and then they play like world beaters the week of Texas. You are I'm not just, wrong. I'm just going. With, I'm going with the. The, the mystic of the world that are controlling <laughs> football games. It ain't coaches, it ain't players. It, it's the, the, the gods that handle this stuff. Go right. with them. 
I don't believe you're wrong at all. Uh, let's move to the next game here. So, I, oh, by the way, you're rolling TCU plus five. I've got Texas minus five. Next game on the board, another 12 p.m. Eastern time kick. Pitt goes to Atlanta to face off against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, of course, had a monster, monster game against North Carolina. Uh, and now they are a three-point home dog to Pitt. Now, the total sits at 58.5. Of course, lines brought to you by BetUS. But, um, man, so my initial line on this was actually Georgia Tech minus three. And I thought, man, I got six points of value. And then I started diving into the numbers, and what Georgia Tech is best at is stopping the run. They are susceptible to the pass. Well, Pitt does not run the ball. Like, this is not a usual Pat Narduzzi offense. Um, I don't know... Pitt on the road is always really, really good. I think they're like 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11 on the road. Like, Pitt always does well under Narduzzi. And, man, Kenny Pickett, like, he's been around forever. He has seen this Georgia Tech team from the time that they were triple option all the way up till now. Like, he knows what this team is. I think I'm going to ride with Pitt. Like, I, I think everybody and their mother is on Georgia Tech because of how well they played against North Carolina. I don't think you're going to be able to get the same pressure on Pickett. And I don't think you're going to be able to stop the pass as well. North Carolina used the run to set up the pass, and they couldn't do it against Georgia Tech. In this situation, like, Pitt don't even worry with the run. Like, they're just going to throw the ball all over the yard. I'll take Pitt. Yeah, this is this is the right answer, by the way. You take – when somebody has done something that you just cannot believe really happened, okay, the week before, you bet against that the following. You just do. I didn't care what you, what number you came out of your mouth of that Pitt. Because after what we saw Georgia Tech do to the rest of the country who thinks North Carolina's a good football team, who North Carolina just beat the hell out of Virginia. They dropped almost 60 on them, 59 points on Virginia. And then they get into Georgia Tech and they get their ass beat. Okay? Listen, this is exactly how this thing goes. Now Georgia Tech, everybody thinks, wow, they just beat the hell out of, out of North Carolina. They got to be good, right? No, they're still not. They're still not a great football team, guys. They're still not. I just don't believe they're a good football team right now. They're a yo-yo, okay? And what do yo-yos do? They go down after they come up. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a, a bad metaphor at all. Until they can do this three weeks in a row against three comparable opponents, then I will start giving them credit, but I've never seen it. I've never with my eyes seen it. Last year, we saw them beat Florida State, and then we thought, man, this team might be real good. And then we realized Florida State might be one of the worst teams in the country. They were ranked in the 90s about everything, okay? And and, and then Georgia Tech was exactly who we thought they were. Not very good at football. Yeah. Well, there's a world where North Carolina finishes with four or five balls, okay? Yeah. And nobody yeah. thought that was possible before the season started. Well, hell, we hadn't even gotten to October and they already got to So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, at EPA per play uh, for passing defense and and Georgia Tech just didn't real good like they're they're not very good on it. Um, they are number forty six in the country now. They're number seven against the run, but that doesn't do you any favors when uh, you can't like when the other team doesn't run the ball. Uh, and on offense, Georgia Tech's still not great. Uh, number ninety nine in EPA per play offense. Like I'll, I'll take Pitt. Like the number looked wrong to me, but maybe maybe it's right so with this it, it's kind of like the uh, the UTSA it, game didn't, last year. I didn't I did not care, I did not care what the number was yeah. I just said this is this is just not right this no, one I, I saw this one team play so much above their level of football and that's fine they got up for that game and that's awesome 
congratulations to them. Show me you can do it two weeks in a row. You can take my money. I'll lose. That's fine. <laughs> I can understand it. Next game on the dock at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. Louisville heads to Wake Forest. We're going to try and go a little bit quicker so we can get all these in. Uh, Wake Forest, a seven-point favorite at home. Total of 62 against the Cardinals. Uh, never forget Wakey Leaks. Wake Forest loves to beat up on Louisville because of what happened with them stealing game plans and, and all that kind of mess uh, when Bobby Petrino was still at Louisville. And they still look at this as a personal game. It's a personal vendetta that they have against this program, even though it's all brand new people. Uh, Louisville, like, didn't look great against a terrible Florida State team. They still won. They still covered all that good stuff on the road. They got the win over UCF, but it was almost handed to them. And, and they were playing at home. I don't, you know... I don't think Louisville is is a great football team. And Wake Forest is playing about as well as anybody in the country right now. I will absolutely take Wake Forest in this spot, minus the seven. It's right on what my number was. Uh, but I, I think Wake Forest wins this at, by double digits. I mean, I, I really think that they are a fantastic football team. Dave Clawson and the claw fence, man. I, I'm rolling with uh, the Demon Deacons. Yep, that's, we're going the same way on this one too, man. I, I love this Wake Forest team. I think Louisville is much improved. Uh, I love Cunningham. I love watching him play. I, I have yet to see anybody stop Wake Forest's offense. And and I'm going to tell you this. This game might not look a whole lot different than that old Miss game that Louisville played. Now, I don't think that Wake Forest is explosive. They might not score on two plays like Ole Miss was, but, but they will drive the football down the field, and there's not a damn thing Louisville can do about it. Now, Sam Hartman is is an incredible quarterback. He is vastly he, undervalued. He's, he, yes, he's, he is so not talked about nearly enough in the national media. Hell, we don't even talk about him enough as much as we should have. And we, and we both love him. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're, you're so, not wrong. It, 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 just the level of – they're starting to get respect. They're starting to get the notoriety. But but we're, we're still way behind the eight ball on this team. There's, there's a world where this is the best team in, in, in the ACC this year. It's they are they are certainly one of the most well coached. I will say that it's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch them compete against the the North Carolina States and the Boston College, the, the other remaining undefeated teams, and hell, some of those you know one loss teams, two loss teams in the in the conference. Oh, I I agree with you. I agree. All right, let's move on to the next one. Three thirty p.m. Eastern Time kick. This is uh, the ABC game, if I'm not mistaken. Oregon heads to Palo Alto to face off against the Stanford Cardinal. David Shaw, of course, lost last week to UCLA, 35-24. The number here, Stanford is an eight-point underdog at home. 57.5 is the total. Uh, Oregon won and covered the last two seasons here. And, you know, Stanford has normally been pretty good uh, against the spread at home. But if you look at what they've done over the last couple of years, they have been awful against the spread. Uh, Didn't cover again last week. I... I wonder if Oregon against Arizona last week, because Oregon did not look good in that game, but I wonder if they were looking ahead to this game, because Stanford, of course, a a typical rival, one of the teams that you kind of gear up for every year. Um, The the issue here might be on defense. Oregon EPA per play defense, uh, or sorry, EPA per pass defense, number 83 in the country. Not good. Not good. And that's the one thing that Stanford is good at, but... I do think that Oregon can run the football on them. I mean, Oregon's number 23 in the country, EPA per rush, and and Stanford is not good in that metric. I mean, they are just not good at stopping the run at all. 
So in that case, uh, which by the way, it's Stanford number 122 in the country, EPA per rush defense. I, I think that's where the game is going to be won is on the ground. I'm going to take Oregon minus eight. I think they were kind of gearing up for this game last week. Uh, and that's why they, they kind of got caught looking ahead against Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Stanford's a good football team. I still continue to believe Stanford's not a good football team. I think Oregon is. I think this game will look a whole lot like the UCLA game. Um, you know, Stanford might try to keep it close for a little bit, but at some point in time, this is going to become a 10-point game. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Tend to agree. All right, uh, next game on the board here. We have got Oklahoma, another 3.30 p.m. Eastern time game. Oklahoma heads to Kansas State. Kansas State, a 10.5-point dog, total of 52.5. Um, OU's offense is not explosive at all, just at all. It, a metric that I brought up, I think, to you last week, with Spencer Rattler, man, he was he was terrible. He has been terrible all year. Uh, up until this last game, he only had three passes completed over 20 yards down the field, and he had three turnover-worthy throws in that same uh, same metric. I mean, just just awful. Kansas State has covered three of the last four, including winning and covering the last two uh, outright. At Skylar Thompson might be back. I, I don't know that it necessarily matters. I, I don't think. I don't think Skyler's coming back, man. I, don't, I might I don't be wrong. So. I hope he does. I mean, they, they've talked about it, and that's the only reason why I even bring it up. I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. I think this offense continues to run regardless of who it is, and it's not the offense. I think it's the defense for Kansas State that can actually slow down Oklahoma and, and make this a, a just a slugfest, right? This will just be played in, yeah. the, in the teens, maybe in the, the lower 20s. If it's in the lower 20s or in the teens, like 10.5 is just way too much. I'm going to take Kansas State. Thank you. And so, yep, I'm with you, man. I love this Kansas State team. I undervalued them and underestimated them before the season started. I was wrong for that. I think they're far better than I thought they were originally. They are tough. You just talked about they're tough on the defensive side of the football. And what Skylar Thompson was able to do was was pretty pretty good. You know, I mean, good good enough to get Stanford or uh, Kansas State some wins. Not not just not just be competitive, um, and and when he went out in that uh, Oklahoma State game, you know that game was tight the whole way through, and then as soon as he goes down, everything changes, and uh, and, and Oklahoma State kind of takes over. Well, that, um, that was that was Will that, Howard in the uh, in the Oklahoma State game. Skylar Thompson went out the week before that, but yes, it's oh, the yeah, same, yeah, we, same I'm thing. Sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, but, yeah, my brain, yeah, but like yeah, <laughs> it's just this this defense. They were doing fine, and then they, they give up a couple of big plays because they're on the field so much because the offense isn't doing a lot. Yeah. But that's what I'm getting at. That, 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 towards the end of the game, you start giving up chunk plays. You start giving up big plays because the offense can't stay on the field, give you defense time to rest. This defense can find any time to rest at all. At all. They can do it on drives, which everybody's been able to go on drives against Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma State's defense is far superior than Oklahoma's from what I've seen so far. I, I, think, I, I think they can just – sustain some drives and kick some field goals and you can cover a big number like this. Uh, the all. same the same way that Adrian Martinez was able to have some success against Oklahoma's defense, I think yes. Deuce Vaughn will be able to do the exact same thing. Uh Kansas State does have a playmaker there and so long as so long as they can get him the ball, I, I think he's gonna make some stuff happen. I, I would feel so and I'm telling you, if Skyler shows up in this game, I'm going I'm just and that's just like a, an emotional thing, right? Like I just I've seen him do it. I've seen him lead this team, you know, this season so far, and they've impressed me because I, I didn't have a lot of expectations for him at all. 
thought they were going to be bad flat out. Oh yeah, and, and the fact that that he was he was pretty good, and 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 showed some signs of being able to be competent and move this offense and be you know capable of doing some stuff. If 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 I can see him on the field, I'll just feel better about it. No, I, I tend to agree with you. Tend to agree. So we're both taking Kansas State plus the ten and a half. Next game we're up. We're going against each other in a minute. Uh, no, it's been four straight that we agree on. Uh, we'll we'll see about yeah. this one though. Three thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Syracuse heads to Florida State. The Seminoles a five-point favorite, even though they are zero and four on the season and uh, one and three against the number. Uh, look, this is uh, the total is fifty-one. By the way, of course, again mentioning odds brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Uh, click the link down in the description. The uh, Florida State is bad, bad. I mean, just bad, bad. Uh, Syracuse's numbers don't look good, but it, just all of their advanced stats do not look great. But they are finding ways to win football games, man. They are seven and three against the spread in their last ten. They are three and one straight up this season. Like they they are actually playing winning football. They're figuring out what they can't do and what they can do. I, my line on this was actually Syracuse minus three on the road. I got eight points of value here. Like I'm gonna go ahead and take Syracuse plus five. Like I feel like this could end up being a field goal game one way or the other. I you know, Garrett Schrader in at quarterback for them. Has he's the calming presence for him? He is the difference maker here. You know he's the the Mississippi State transfer. I I don't think Syracuse is that bad, man. I think I think they're actually a better football team than Florida State right now, uh, especially with all the injuries that Florida State is still dealing with. So I'll, I'll take Syracuse plus five. All right, Barry does the singers. I got to tell you something. I don't know if that's been a name, but I'm sure it's not. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> listen, this line stinks like shit. Yes. This line, this line tells me, I, I don't know the percentages, I don't know the money, but I cannot imagine one same person seeing this number and not betting Syracuse. So I'm going the other way. I'm just going the other way. I think somebody knows something that we don't. Uh, you may not be wrong about that. You because, may not be wrong. One team, one team has looked far better than we thought they were going to look before the season started. The other team could not look worse than what anybody in the world could have imagined them being this year. Why are they five-point favorites? Well, now look at it this way. Uh, Does the majority of the public know that Syracuse has actually been playing well? Uh, Probably not, but the entire country knows Florida State has been absolute trash. Just just complete ass the entire season. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. everybody knows that. Uh, actually, looking at this, 51% of the wagers have been on Florida State thus far. That's insane. That's insane. What are those people seeing? Uh, I guess maybe, maybe they're seeing Florida State actually won the second half against Louisville last week, so maybe they saw something in the second half, I guess. Maybe they're improving. I don't know. I think Florida State's due for a win, an outright win. At some point in time, Mike Norvell's going to get a win. I thought they were going to be a dog in this game, and I was ready to bet Florida State. And then I saw they were a five-point favorite, and I thought, shit, can I lay five points? Because this seems insane. This seems like the dumbest bet I've ever made. It's not. I've made dumber, I'm sure. But well, let me, let gonna, me ask you I'm this. I'm going to lay the point. Um, would, would it be any dumber than betting Syracuse on the road at Florida State? I mean, if you think about well, it in both yeah, terms. Because no, no, because Syracuse has actually looked good, and Dino Babers has, has has been very good this year. So, 
It, yeah. it wouldn't be dumber than that. That that seems like a logical thing to do. Now you you might not be wrong about that. You might not be wrong. This next one I don't think is going to take a long time. Uh, so let's just dive into it. 6 p.m. Eastern time. Louisiana Tech heads to NC State. NC State a twenty and a half point favorite. Total of fifty four. Austin Kendall uh, might be out of this game as well. And look, last week against North Texas, Louisiana Tech gets the win twenty four to seventeen. But the passing game did not look good without him at at the quarterback position. So I, while this is a letdown spot for NC State and they are without their best defensive players, I do wonder if NC State does not just pour this thing on kind of like they did with South Florida. I think Louisiana Tech is better than South Florida. Um, man, I have <laughs> I have scratched out who I've got winning this multiple times. I started off with NC State minus 20 and a half, and then I wrote Louisiana Tech plus 20 and a half. Um, it's a big letdown spot for NC State. But, man... Getting it under three touchdowns, like my line on this was actually 17. And the fact that it's at almost three touchdowns now scares me. I'm I'm gonna go against the number. I'm gonna take NC State. Oh no, I'm not betting against the NC State team. I know I'm gonna get a letdown at some point in time. But before the season started, I thought they could be the second best team in the ACC. Thought that was to Clemson. Um uh I don't I don't think it would be wise right now. Wake Force looks amazing. Boston College looks amazing, but I'm not getting off my horse that this could be the best team in the ACC. I like this team. I'm, I'm, I, I know they're going to let me down at some point, and this is the perfect spot to do it, but I, they're just going to let me down. I'm not I, getting off. That makes sense. That does make sense. The the Austin Kendall situation, uh, that, that scares me about this. Otherwise, I mean, I would have taken Louisiana Tech at this number all day long, but yeah, this is, again, let down spot. It may not matter who the quarterback is. NC State just might come out flat. But I'm going to trust them to be able to get it done by by three touchdowns. I think they got enough playmakers, and I think Tim Beck's offense is going to be uh, itching to get some points after only scoring 14 in regulation against Clemson last week. Next game up here, we got an SEC tilt. 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Florida heads to Lexington, Kentucky. The Wildcats, a seven and a half point underdog at home, total of 55. Uh, brother, I, my line on this was Florida minus 10. I don't think Kentucky uh, has figured out all of their their flaws yet, all of their issues. While I think that they can throw the football on Florida, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to run it as easily as they have on some of these other teams. I Man, the turnover bug is a problem. Is, is there anybody else in the country that you can think of that is undefeated right now through four weeks that has a negative nine turnover margin? I mean, they've given the ball away nine oh. times. Just absurd. Not, not just... Not just this year that I can think of. I don't know that I've ever seen that. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So they better be glad they were doing it a bunch to get a bunch of cream puffs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The problem is, like, I thought they would have it fixed by last week when they went to South Carolina, but even then they turned fixed, man. They turned it over three times and still covered the spread at South Carolina. Like that's it, that is the sign I, I don't of a good think team. This is one, I don't think this is a. I don't think this is a, a fixed possibility, though. I think this is one of those things. This is who you are. I mean, it's like we talked about it with Jameis Winston back in the day, and you know, this is, sometimes this is just who you are. Yeah, yeah. My my line was ten. It opened at eight. It jumped out to like eight and a half, and then it jumped out to nine, and now it's back down to seven and a half again. A lot of a lot of Kentucky love now that we're getting into uh, into the week, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Florida. Uh, who uh, who are you rolling with? Are you taking the the Wildcats here? 
No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm doing the same thing, man. But you, but you know how I feel about Dan Mullins. I think Dan Mullins is one of the best coaches in the SEC. I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. Indeed. I think this guy is better at getting his team prepared to play week in and week out from an X's and O's perspective and game calling better than almost anybody. And uh, he's not a likable person, okay? He's an easy guy to make fun of, and, 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 and those types of things affect what people think of him. I think this Kentucky team is really good. I think this Kentucky team is much improved. I think this defense isn't close to as good as they were last year at all. They just haven't been tested. They haven't played a good team. I think Florida's a very, very good team. I think Florida's going to come out. And I think Florida's got a chance to, to kind of whip them up pretty good. I, you you might be your right line about of that. ten points. Your line of ten points seems about where I thought this game should be, but I knew there was no way the books would have it at that. Yeah, that that does make sense. All right, so we're both rolling. And I like Kentucky. Uh, yeah, no, same here, same here. I love it, but and this is a showcase kind of game for them. But man, I think there's just too many there's too many mistakes being made all over the field with that team. So. Yeah. So we'll see. We we both like Florida minus the seven and a half. We got four more games here. Let's go ahead and knock them out. Uh, first one up, Mississippi State heads to Texas A and M, seven p.m. Eastern time kick. A uh, and M a seven point favorite, total of forty six. And brother, the biggest mismatch in this game is the A and M passing defense. And they are number two in EPA per pass defense. And of course, that's all State does. State was actually able to run the ball against LSU and then went away from it for, for whatever reason. They were having success, and they went away from that side of the ball. And th- But that's what Mike Leach does. They do not run the ball. like They, they throw it at like a 75% clip. It's just insane. Uh, if you're going to do that against A&M, against this secondary, against this defensive line, best of luck, man. Like I, I understand Zach Calzada didn't look great last week, but this Mississippi State defense is not the Arkansas defense. This is a whole different. No, beast. Not, even, not even close. Yeah, is going to look. That, now, hang on. The state defense is good. They're not Arkansas. Though. Exactly. That Arkansas defense is, is right, baby. Yes. Oh, it's absolutely. You're 100 percent right about that. So I'm I'm rolling a And M minus seven. I don't see Jimbo going to three and two the week before the Alabama game uh, because that fan base will turn on him very very quickly. So I'll I'll take a And M minus the seven here. And we're agreeing way too much. It scares the shit out of me. But I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I think this A&M team is much better than they played. Um, I think they know they need to win, um, and and they need to win in, in, in the most desperate kind of way. Um, here's the here's the biggest problem with Rodgers and Mississippi State and then throwing the football is his accuracy is just so inconsistent right now. So he he just you know I I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Like, the, the three and a half quarters, he looked like crap. Well, maybe three quarters. He looked like crap against LSU. In the fourth quarter, he, he, he's on – I mean, he's just dropping dimes right and left. I'm thinking, if you could play three quarters that way, it'd only be one quarter shitty. Like, you'd win the majority of your games. But I don't know if he's capable of doing that. I, I don't know that he is either. Uh, so, I'm – I'm going to choose to believe that on the road he is not going to be nearly as successful. And uh, and we'll both roll with, uh, with A&M. So, in that case, uh, we got three more here. Next one on the board, we have got Baylor headed to Oklahoma State, headed to Stillwater, and the Cowboys are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, total of 47-and-a-half. Again, odds brought to you by BetUS. Click the link in the description, get the sign-up code, all that good stuff. Uh, look, I my line on this, 
just based on analytics, et cetera, was Baylor minus four on the road. Now you take away three points from that, and and then you've got Baylor still favored by one on the road, and it came out as Oklahoma State minus four. It's been bet down to three and a half. I this Oklahoma State offense has kind of opened up a little bit here lately. They got their wide receivers back. They're throwing the ball more efficiently now. Uh, they just had a bunch of injuries and stuff. They were trying to work their way into the season. And last week against uh, against Kansas State, it was a tight ball game until late when they were able to make plays that Kansas State was not. I The home field thing scares me. I'm going to take Baylor to cover the three and a half. I like the hook here. I think this could be a field goal game either way. Baylor... It would not surprise me if they come out flat because they got a massive win over Iowa State last week. But I do think that Baylor is a much improved team, and I, I like what they're doing on offense. I think they're going to be able to score on this Oklahoma State defense a little bit. And it just depends on on which Spencer Sanders shows up. So I'll, I'll take Baylor plus three and a half here. Yeah, I think I'm the same with you. We're, we're agreeing once again, man. Um, I, I think Baylor is is uh, they got to have to win the game. And, and I catch them, you know, catch them points. Oklahoma State's offense just has not looked great. And Dave Miranda's defense is going to be better than anything they face so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So both rolling Baylor plus three and a half. Uh, let's see. Last two games. And we have got Western Kentucky. This 7.30 p.m. Eastern time game. Western Kentucky going to East Lansing to face off against Sparty. Michigan State, an 11-point favorite at home, total of 64. Uh, the matchup here that I wanted to look at. First off, if you look at Michigan State's uh, EPA per pass, they are number 78 in the country. Not great at stopping the pass. And if you look at who they've played, they hadn't really faced anybody that can throw the football, which kind of scares me. Uh, if you look at what Western Kentucky is doing on the offensive side of the field, uh, they are number one in the country in EPA per play. They are number nine in EPA per rush. They are number nine in EPA per pass. They are a legit offensive team, and they have got some firepower. Uh, They're not great against the run at number 89 in EPA per rush defense, but if you get into a spot where you are trading points with with a team like Western Kentucky, you're going to be in trouble. My initial line on this was Michigan State minus 14, Man, if, if Michigan State is looking ahead or looking behind or what, just not paying attention to this game at all, I could totally see a backdoor cover here. I initially thought Michigan State would cover this 11. Uh, I really liked it when it was like 9.5 or whatever it was. I, I think I'm going to go the other way, though. I think I'm going Western Kentucky plus the 11 because I think this team is the perfect backdoor cover kind of team. So I'll, I'll take the, uh, the Hilltoppers. So this is where I – we see this game similarly. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I am scared of the back door. I don't think Western Kentucky is going to be in this thing. I don't think this is one of those situations where we're going to get an upset. I think Mel Tucker has this team playing so disciplined and so tight that, that they're just not going to have a, a big letdown. Uh, they, they, you know, they might get beat by somebody, but and they might play a game a little closer than you normally think, but I think they're better than this team. I think they should cover this number. Um, just by playing strong defense, it's a really, really good defense. Uh, Western Kentucky ain't played anything like this, you know. And and then, and then you know, if you've got an offense that you are having problems slowing down, you know, what do you do, Gary? You hand the ball to your grinder of a running back and you say, we're going to keep that quarterback on the other field, on the other side of the field, and he's just going to get that ass on the bench. 
and we're just going to run the football. We're just going to chew up clock, and that's what Michigan State has done. And and if you make a mistake, we're going to get you to a point where you're desperate and you're going to try to make mistakes because you're going to be down two scores. We're going to pick the damn thing off. And so I just feel I feel safer laying the point. Yeah, I can uh, I can understand where you're coming from on that. Um, like I, you know, I've been in the tank with Western Kentucky this year. I love the Houston Baptist yep. offense that they brought in. Bailey Zapp, all those wide receivers. They they've been unbelievable. Like this has been a massive shift because remember this team only scored over 24 points twice last year. Uh, and this year, I mean, they are just flinging it all over the place. Uh, got to within two points of Indiana last week. You know, I, this this is a spot that I I don't like for them because it's their second straight game against the Big Ten team, but uh. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll roll Western Kentucky again. I'll take the plus 11, and then you're taking the Michigan State minus 11. Uh, that gets us to our last game here, and the last one up uh, is actually the late-night game. 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, Arizona State. Herm and the Sun Devils headed to UCLA. Going to go play in the Rose Bowl. UCLA, a 3.5-point favorite, total of 55.5. Uh, Chip Kelly, you know, I'd, normally this would not be a coaching advantage but Arizona State's got some weird stuff going on, man. UCLA is susceptible to the pass. That's great for Jalen Daniels uh, and that bunch. But I, I just I don't know what to make of Arizona State right now. They have made mistakes in every single game, and it has cost them. They should have won uh, the BYU game, but so many penalties, just boneheaded stuff. And and I don't know that it's going to get fixed because they got so many coaches that are that are out. Uh, on leave or whatever, like that are suspended. I I just don't know what to make of this Arizona State team. I don't know how much they are into this season. Uh, coming off a loss like that, I, I wonder in this situation, I, I'm going to take UCLA minus three and a half. I think that this is the, the team that has more to play for right now because I don't know that Arizona State is even interested. It's just, it seems insane to me to say that, but, but I'm going to take UCLA minus three and a half. All right, you know how much I love Herm, right? Oh, yeah. You know how much I love Jaden Daniels, right? Yeah. All right, I've, I've been a chip guy since way back. I'm talking way, way back. So I can't say the fact that, I, that, that I'm siding with chip on this thing. It, it should shock anybody. But right now, Gary, didn't think this would happen before the season started. Give me DTR over Jaden Daniels. I think he's playing better football. I think he's a better quarterback. I think he is, too. I, I think, think he is this too. team for UCLA is real good. This game, the winner of this game is winning the South. Okay? That's that's definitive. That's done. This, the winner of this team is going to win the South. I believe that. I don't think uh, uh, Utah is going to get their shift together enough to, to outrun the, the, the conference loss they've got already. And, and I, just don't, I just don't think it's going to come to that. I think both of these teams are better than them. Um, might be wrong. Might be wrong about that. But I don't see them beating both of them. And and I think Chip knows for me to finally make a splash, I need to win the Pac-12. And and you can't win the Pac-12 if you don't win the Pac-12 South. And he knows if I lose this game, I need them to lose two conference games. Now, if they lose to Utah, who the hell else are they losing to? Hey, you got in me. Conference. You got because me. Because this conference isn't very good if they don't play Oregon. Okay. And that's why I think Chip Kelly knows he's got to make his bones. He's got to make them right now. That's a that's a very good point. That is a very good point. And I love and I love the way DTR is playing. God, I love DTR. 
Yeah, no, I can I can side with that. I can side with that. Good gracious. All right, so we're both at rolling UCLA minus three and a half. We only disagree on, let's see, one, two, and uh, three. All right, so we, we disagree on three out of 12 picks, which either means we're going to have a fantastic week or we're going to have a terrible week. <laughs> and I have no idea which one. I well, no I was idea. terrible already, so that doesn't change anything for me. That's I can understand it. All right, brother, I'm gonna let you get out of here. I'm gonna close out the show. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, before we head out? <laughs> no, brother, that's good. Have a good weekend. Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll see you next weekend. Sounds good to me, brother. We appreciate Chris for being here. Of course, a lot of fun this weekend. Week five of the college football slate. It's going to be a fantastic time. If you have not already gone and watched his SBR college football show, make sure that you do. Uh, He does a show on Mondays, Wednesdays, and on Saturday mornings right before the game. Uh, So right before everything starts. I think it's 9 a.m. Central Time. So make sure that you dive in for that. The link is in the description to check it out. Uh, I, myself, have knocked out two BetUS college football shows this week with with my guys Parker Fleming and Kyle Hunter. Uh, You can find that, of course, in the description as well. Go and check out those games. We hit on a bunch more in those games or in those uh, shows as opposed to what we hit in our off-the-radar pick So make sure and check out all those as well as all of these uh, that you just listened to. We, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, the show always brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. I'm going to say it again, 125% deposit bonus if you use the promo code NCAAF2021. I can't stress it enough. I've said it multiple times on this show. There is a link in the description Go and get signed up. It is sportsbook exclusive. It's up to $2,500. You're going to have a lot of fun betting on football this season if you get signed up with BetUS, where the game begins. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, all the good stuff. You guys have been fantastic today. We appreciate everybody that jumped into the chat, etc. Share the show out. Subscribe to the podcast. Listen to us on the way to the game, all that good stuff. I'm going to be listening to podcasts on my way to Tuscaloosa this weekend. So hopefully you all are getting out and enjoying yourselves And I hope that you all enjoy another wonderful, magnificent football weekend. We got college football week five, NFL week four. Uh, Go back to Wednesday's show if you want to hear our NFL picks for the week. Guys, it's going to be a fun one. It is going to be a fun one. Let me just say that. So with that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.